This isn't your typical podcast for working moms. This is Bad Moms in Business, a podcast that believes that empowered women empower women. Here are your hosts, Bridget Robertson, Amanda Sharp, and Danielle Monahan. Hello, and welcome back to Bad Moms in Business. I think off the top, we need to discuss how we missed our hundredth episode. Didn't even Oops. mention it. Oops. <laughs> Guys, can we just take a moment here though? 100 episodes. We are over 100 episodes. Isn't that crazy? Insane. It's something to be very proud of. Right? I've, that's a lot of hours, a lot of work. Anyone who doesn't have a podcast may not understand the amount of effort and endurance it takes to get to 100 I mean, triple digits is no joke within podcasting. It's well beyond statistically speaking, you know, where people hang in there. So congratulations, ladies. Well, Thanks, you too. how <laughs> would you feel if I told you that this is actually our 102nd episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, first we missed it. <laughs> yeah, first we missed it. Um, we busy. And then the person who does the descriptions for this, these um, episodes, which is me. um oops doubled up somewhere in the 90s so we are the podcast app you're using will show that this is episode 101 um it is episode 102 (laughs) i mean we can we can make it whatever we want you know like yeah it's episode 943 (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine how old we'll be if we're still recording when we're in the 800 episodes, like, oh could you gosh, imagine? Hilarious. We're going to be looking back and being like, oh my gosh, we were so young. We looked so good. And meanwhile, like we're in the moment and we're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not lying. You are not. Actually, lying. go ahead. I, this is just a quick side note. I heard a quote and I absolutely loved this. Um, I think I sent it to you guys in, in our little group chat, but um, somebody had a birthday and they interviewed a bunch of 90 year olds for yeah. like the best advice ever that you, that like, if you could go back and give your 30 something self advice, what would you give? And one of the things were the good old days are always happening right now. Mm. And I was like, it's Oh, true. I'm going to cry. Like that's so powerful for me. Do you know it's the ones, true. the ones that get me and it wasn't on that list, but I see a lot of TikToks on this is the TikTok that, you know, you didn't realize at that moment that that was the last time you picked up your child. Oh, God, don't even get me started, bro. Don't even get me started. Because, like, I am well beyond that. Well beyond that. And so it stings extra hard that I go, gosh, there was a day that I picked him up for the very last time because now he's so much bigger than me. I ask to pick up Watson. For anybody that doesn't know, my 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 Watson is three. He's going to be four in April, which, ew. Um, and I ask to pick him up every single day. And when he tells me no, I'm like, oh, no. Was that it? Are we done now? You're oh, not done. We're, not, we're not done. He asked me to carry him down the stairs today. So we're good. Yeah. We're good for Jace today. Is, Jace is 10 and still will jump mm-hmm. up in my arms. Yeah. It, oh it, really and take oh, it yeah take okay. it as a mom on the outside of this i will never have owen say pick me up again in his life no unless so, he's like no mom come pick me up from this party it, which i'd gladly yeah. do i'd be like yeah baby i'm a <laughs> you guys know that book that um love i'll love forever. you forever oh my god that book that gets a little creepy just- a little creepy in in some spots but like it is creepy and the boys find it to be creepy now they just found a copy of it mm-hmm. but let me tell you that i just recently saw tiktok facebook instagram i don't know you choose your social media um but a photo of a man holding his mom like in an emergency room situation or something oh, like they were clearly happen. at they were clearly at some sort of like facility like doctor's office or something and she was sick and like he was holding her oh, and she was sleeping oh, in his arms. Oh, I have not seen like, not recording not anymore. <laughs> to see it in real life, that's not creepy. He was it's not creepy. comforting his mom. 
Oh, the creepy part. Oh, God. I'm, I don't even know. Whew. The creepy part is the sneaking into your adult yes. man, adult, jeez, uh, adult son's house yes. <laughs> and like sneakily <laughs> creeping over his floor and picking him up while he's sleeping. That part's creepy, but yep. <laughs> yeah. But I'll the say, whole premise. Go ahead. My my lovely husband read that book to me, both with both of my uh, births the day that we got home with both of the births as I'm holding my newborn baby boy read that book both times with both oh my god and and, you know hormones right hormones just crashing and you're just like I listen I have too much to do this Tuesday to which we record on Tuesdays everyone (laughs) to be this teary-eyed today we're what 10 seconds into this episode and we're balling yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right let's let's change the subject 100 100 episodes guys 100 episodes (laughs) 102. Oh. Um, go ahead, Amanda. Can you imagine, like, do you think we're going to get to 100, like, us age-wise? Do you, can no. you see yourself living to be 100? I can't see myself living to 100. More, no, more. The average in the United States is 78 for women, I think. Really? Oh, oh that seems awfully young. <laughs> it does. It does <laughs> seem young. My grandma was 86 my dad's mom mm-hmm. but my dad was 56 mm-hmm. right right um yeah. and my grandma sharp is 80. 87 in march i think maybe you got some good genes yeah. yeah and and her mom i believe was into her 90s before she passed and grandma, grandma Gwen. yeah grandma Gwen. Yeah. so i do have good genes but my dad's early demise scares me Mhm. 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 But I I I don't know. I I feel like Owen, I'm thankful for your guys's genes, Bridget, because for You're those welcome. who might not be listening, Bridget and I are related through marriage, so her mm-hmm. and my husband are cousins because my gene pool isn't great. So <laughs> your mom is how old is your mom? She just turned 72 in December, so she's still young in my yeah, opinion. Like she is kicking it for a 72-year-old, she right. is. She's, she's getting it. She is. But honestly, Amanda Grandma Sharp just went to Arizona to go and be with her friends. This woman's pushing 90. So she uh, says, this is, can I be oh, that, please? I know. I, when I say pushing 90, she's not pushing 90 in a wheelchair or with no. a She is pushing 90, um, still like quilting, doing everything that she's always done. Mm-hmm. You would not look at this woman and think she's no. the age that she is. No. Yeah. And so in the midst of her going to Arizona, which she does, well, which she used to do every single year, um, she sends Owen a birthday card too. Like she remembers that and she writes, I'll be leaving in Arizona. And she would visit us every year we were at Fort Bliss. We would meet at an Applebee's with her and Grandpa Sharp and we mm-hmm. would have dinner together. And it was so nice because we were thousands of miles away from home. And it was so nice that of all the people who were coming to visit, it was some of our oldest members of our family. It was so yeah. much fun. Yeah, I if I get to be privileged enough to live to that age, definitely want to be pushing around like grandma. I know. I'm telling you. But no, I don't think I'll get there. And oh, me either. At a certain point, do you want to get there? If I'm like grandma, like, sure. Yes. If, if I if I have all of my wits about me and my body is not crumbling around me, I would like to live as long as possible. Because also I had kids later in life. Sure. You know, I was in my 30s for both of my kids and I just want to be around as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. to think that I would be leaving in my 70s and you know, I don't I don't <laughs> Like I think my great grandma, my mom had me young, but my my great grandma lived to ninety six, and she, you know, she died when I was in my late twenties. My great grandma died when I was in my late twenties, and you know, he, you know, both of my grandparents passed on already, and so it, it, you know, I just like I don't know, I just feel like I want to live as long as possible (laughs) if I'm still with it because I just want to experience everything. Yeah. This makes me think, Bridget, when you're doing the show notes for today's episode, will you dig into our archives and find our funeral playlist episode and link that? Because that was, even though it was a really hard topic and like 
kind of depressing. We had such a fun time on the episode with Benny joining us and us going over all of our songs. Um, I think everyone should re-listen to that and think about their funeral playlist. <laughs> yeah. And we also talked about with him our what we would do with our funeral and like funeral planning mm-hmm. and all of that. And that's, I think, still an important conversation to mm-hmm. have with your it loved is. ones. Yep. Because we just never know. Yep. Boy, this episode is <laughs> a real downer. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> So speaking of kick in the bucket, um, Danielle, how are we doing with no by January? Because I'd rather die than continue doing this. Oh my goodness. So we should have a playlist for no by January. (laughs) So many feelings I felt Mm. in that one sentence. Yeah. Um, Mine's fine. Um, I usually (laughs) don't, I don't struggle with January really at all because I feel like November and December are so like heavy mm-hmm. consumer months yeah. for me that sure. I'm like, I'm done. I'm never buying anything again. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to continue it into February. I oh. realize that it we are only halfway through January right now and I may change my mind come <laughs> February, but I am very content with my stuff right now. Um, and I'm in a very big declutter mode. Um, mm-hmm. But these kids be holding me back. So mm-hmm. I need some I need some time and I'm going to declutter. My goal is to get rid of 10 to 25 percent of everything I own besides my books, because my books stay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amanda cannot hold it in. <laughs> I can't. So just for the backstory on what I'm seeing here. Danielle is all excited and Bridget looks as if death, like the Reaper itself is in front of her because of no. She looks nauseous. She looks nauseous. She needs a, she needs the bucket in which she just referenced. (laughs) Now I will say I did break it once so far this year and I bought, I bought my, nobody else can see this, but I bought a new uh, notebook to journal in and I love it. Oh, so much. That's mental health. Yes, exactly. No regrets there. And if I had had one to use, I would have used it. I just have gotten rid of so much sure. over the years and I just didn't have any. Sure. So, Bridget, let's talk through going your, well. your feelings on this because you clearly have some feelings. So I have not purchased anything that was not a necessity. Okay. I can tell you that much. I haven't purchased anything for myself unless I used a gift card because I did go to Ulta yesterday. Mm. I needed a couple of hair products. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But I used a gift card. I didn't spend real money. Um, We did end up buying the boys a couple pairs of shoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to do the same thing with Watson. So totally, you know. There's just so many things I want to buy. Um. So I have an Amazon cart full of like the most random stuff. So I don't know about you guys, but I am a big Amazon impulse buyer, um, which I've done good at the last like two months or so. But um, I heard somebody on TikTok saying that they only make one Amazon purchase a month and they do it at the beginning of each month. And anything else that they want that is not like an emergency, like, hey, I need this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. like tomorrow, um, they put it in their Amazon cart. And then they notice as the month rolls on that they'll remove things from their Mm -hmm. cart. And then so they make one Amazon purchase a month and they they feed out like the the impulse stuff because it sits in there for so long. They're like, you know what? I actually don't need another pair of jeans or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was interesting. And I kind of want to do that. I. I think it might feed your sense to shop, your yeah. desire to shop. So I think oh, it's a good way. It's like window shopping. Yeah. Without yeah. having to leave your home. Yeah. So I feel like that could be a, a good replacement. Um, Bridget, I did want to ask you, and I'm not judging you based on your answer. I want to be very clear about this. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I saw Bridget last Wednesday, and I feel like her nails may have been <gasps> done. And we go back and we joke left and right about, oh, this is self-care and this is a business expense. But I felt like they looked awfully pretty. Thank you. Okay. They are very pretty. So, so much. It has been confirmed. They I got myself done. 
I did get my nails done. Um, I love the color. Yes, that's what I noticed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You can't really see the color, Amanda and Danielle, but promise, uh, just believe me when I say they're beautiful. Um, My nails were super grown out. One had chipped. I was going on an appointment and I Mm -hmm. thought, this can't be. This is a work necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if I showed up with a busted manicure to, you know, talk to a client, I would just feel unprofessional. And Amanda as my broker, I would feel like you should, um, you know, approve of that. I absolutely do. (laughs) Meanwhile, my nails are... My nails are busted. Like they are awful 100% of the time. Never look at my nails. Never look at my cuticles. If I ever see you in person, you don't see them. Okay. They don't exist. They're not there. I. It's one thing to go with like not painted nails. It's another right. to go with a grown out chipped manicure. Yes. Okay. Kind of like if, if you're going to dye your hair, you need to maintain a dyed hair. You know, there's, there's certain upkeep things when you go that route. And I'm just, I'm going to say this out loud. Mm. You know, I, you know, when I say that it's going to be a little controversial, but I am Mm. so sick. I, Bridget, I would rather you ruin your no spend January and get your nails done Mm -hmm. than walk through society looking like a slob. Mm -hmm. Mm. I am so tired of going into the world and seeing people look like they literally rolled out of bed that I go, did you even brush your hair or even your teeth? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Lord, you do not want to see me on like the average Wednesday. Are you? It in, ain't good. Though, are you in public? <laughs> but are you rolling oh, God, through no. the store? Yeah, see, that's, that's what she I don't leave the home. <laughs> right. What we do in our safe place, our home, our comfort zone is totally different than going into society and actually interacting with other human beings. I just think it's so disgusting. And now that I have my smell back, oh <laughs> yeah, I'm a little worried that I might start smelling people too, because <laughs> if they look like a certain look, then I'm going, man, and I'm sorry, like you don't have to have money to be clean. You don't have to have money to be prideful in how you look. Please just brush your hair and brush your teeth if you're going to go in public. And don't wear slippers. That was one of the the things from the 90-year-olds, like the advice from the 90-year-olds. It was, um, I forget how they phrased it, but it was something along the lines of, you know, taking care of your appearance is a type of self-care. It is. I think... I think psychologically, if you look, if you feel like you look good, you're going to have a good day. Yeah, I agree. If you feel, and again, going in public, because when you know, you know, when you put on a good outfit and your hair is done good and your makeup is on that day, like on point, (laughs) Danielle is always on point. Others are not me. (laughs) When I, if I have certain outfits on I feel so much more powerful than if I just like today where I have I'm gonna be working in the store I have jeans on you know a comfortable shirt ton of shoes which is totally clean and fine but that's not what I'm gonna roll up into an appointment in like it's not my it's not my power blue blazer (laughs) that's seriously you hit the nail on the head that is exactly what I was gonna say is I have different styles for different occasions and when I am in work mode I kind of used to get made fun of about this. Nine chances out of 10, I will be wearing a blazer. I have way too many of them, but that is that is part mm-hmm. of my uniform for work. And yes. that is part of what makes me feel great as a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And so I prefer when I'm working to wear a blazer, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a little lax since having Jet just well, because life is hard. But you know what I started this year? is I started to lay out my clothes um, Mm. because I am in this postpartum phase, right? Like my son is 11 months old now, which I'm not even sure how that happened, but I'm still, I'm, my body is so different from what it was and it's, Mm. everything is just so hard. And I was so tired of spending all of this time looking at my closet being like, I have nothing to wear. And so I take time before I'm in a rush, right? Because like mm-hmm. we always get dressed yes. in a rush. Yes. Like take the time when I have the time and I lay out like five or six outfits that I can choose from so I can just grab it and go. And I've been getting dressed first thing. And I know this sounds ridiculous to some people, but I've been getting dressed first thing in the morning, every morning, 
Um, and it has immensely improved my mood, mm-hmm. my productivity, my motivation, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Because working from home typically and um, you know, having to chase around after two kids, it's very easy to stay in my pajamas all day long. I agree. I oh. I put it into the same category as like when I make my bed. Like that's the start of my day. Oh like, yeah. Day is day is begun. Mm-hmm. And I don't do, I that, do that, but I love I know. But like you getting dressed is equivalent to that. Like yes. you find your win and then mm-hmm. your day paces out to be a certain a certain way. You yep. you've taken control of that. And of course, there's always things that shift it, right? But I just feel like if you have that one win that that shift to all right, the day has started, it's very important mentally. Yes, I agree. Oh, look at look at the baby in your background, Bridge. Gosh, I love your dog so much. They're so naughty, but so good. Greta's really good. Ariel. Well, <laughs> Aww, they're so look sweet. Look at those together. babies. I. Oh, they're going to start to play. Well, they got attention. Isn't that the way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know y'all want an update on our Billy dog. Um, he's still kicking. He's another he year. <laughs> he's 18 and a half. He'll turn 19 in July. I don't know if he's going to make it or not. And I had to go to the vet yesterday to pick up some new medicine for Harry because he's on his arthritis medicine. <laughs> Plus his little chihuahua heart. And I finally had the conversation with the vet. Um, like, hey, how much does it cost? Like, it was the first time I could actually have a conversation with them without crying. Like, I've thought mm-hmm. about it before, but like, I would start to. <laughs> it's good to have these conversations up front when there is not a crisis happening, right? Yes. It helps take that that level of emotion away from Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because I needed to know, I go, okay, if it's an emergency, how quickly do you respond yes. to needing like, will you get him in if he's mm-hmm. really suffering? And she says, well, of course we try, but sometimes <laughs> There's other emergencies as well. And so I completely understand that. And so it was much more affordable than in my head. And she was like, oh, well, good. do you want the body back? <laughs> oh. I was like, well, no, I want the ashes back. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and so Marcus and Owen have teased. They're like, you know, you're going to have to bury your mother with all the dog's ashes, right? <laughs> so not have been any louder. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I love my dogs, even though they're annoying and bad. Same. <laughs> they're part of my family. They are. They really are. I don't trust anyone who doesn't tolerate dogs. Agreed. You don't have to own yes. a dog. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's fine. But you will appreciate and love them all. Well, yeah. And I'm okay if you even don't even love them. Like, I think you just can't dislike them. Like, t- t- you better be able to tolerate a good dog. A bad dog is yeah. one thing. For like, sure. Mm-hmm. There's just mean dogs out there sometimes. But if a per- human being can't tolerate and at least respect a good dog, there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Now, I can see, you know, I had a friend who was bitten by a dog, which, mm-hmm. you know, I've been bitten by a dog. Brandon's been bitten by a dog. We still have dogs. But if you were bitten by a dog, ten, it tends to be at a young age. It, mm-hmm. it tends to scar yeah, you, you know? So like that, I can understand That's a, a little difference. bit, but also like you get over it, you know? And as a dog <laughs> owner, I can also respect that they said, you know, I was attacked by a dog mm-hmm. as a kid. Like I can absolutely respect they might not be comfortable around my German Shepherd. Right. Yeah. When I was a kid, a dog, um, if I remember the story and my vague memory of it correctly, coming out of school and like running to my parents and a dog like jumped on top of me and like knocked me down sure um and so I was timid around dogs especially if they were just like running at me out of nowhere for no reason um but I've outgrown that for the most part so that's good and like they're bad but they're nice they're not gonna hurt they're so sweet they're they're naughty though like they're not bad like they're naughty, but like bad, mischievous. Like, yeah, they're not like mm-hmm. mean, bad. They're good. No, they're good natured dogs who just like to push your buttons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah true. That, that they do. <laughs> and honestly, Greta's so good. It's it's her mother. Greta's laying <laughs> at my feet right now, her sleeping. Mother, but her mother is still wandering this upstairs, just looking for something I'm, to get into. I'm really surprised too because. You would think that Ariel would have maybe 
not calm down, but like maybe tone down after the pups. And then the puppy's like, let me take the reins. No. You know, like she's it's usually the puppies. Yeah. Puppy like, oh, yeah. I tried to show her to you, but she switched sides. She's a perfect angel. She does not get into any trouble. I mean, that's not true. We had to put her on the electric fence this weekend because she will run away if she sees something that she is well, interested in. That's just the dog. Can't, yeah. yep. can't falter for that. Just her nature. Well, I guess maybe that's like the same like concept between my sister and I, who's like 14 months older than me and was really naughty. And so like I learned what not to do by her. And I was a very good kid. So maybe she's just looking at what not to do from Ariel. Maybe. <laughs> and that's why she's good. Yeah, could be. And speaking, total change of subject, but speaking of pushing buttons, right? What are you guys thinking about all this AI chitter chatter that's happening on in the interwebs? Because I am very opinionated. I have thoughts. I don't have any thoughts on it other than, like, I've heard the arguments. And there's definitely some that I feel are safer than others somehow, which is probably not true. Um, now did I use an, an AI filter on TikTok last week? Absolutely. I did. Absolutely. I did. I haven't did done I pay to use an app to get cool photos? No. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say yes. I was like, oh, Mm-mm. but there was one going around that people were paying for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're paying like, I don't know, 15 bucks or something for it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I put it into all of like, remember when everyone was doing like the caricatures, they were yeah. paying to have those done because they're just a fun new oh, thing, that. right? Yeah, it's I just didn't, a source of entertainment. Yeah, I didn't pay for that either. And I d- actually didn't even do it. Um, and I did do the generator on TikTok, Bridget, the AI generator. And I was like, this is Did it awful. look like you? Not, no, I've seen the TikTok that says like, that's what other people see you as. But like, this yeah. one was like, there was no <laughs> way that it's like they I don't know. It just was weird. It was really weird. And I go, if that's what I look like, then I'm really ugly. <laughs> Bridget, that's how I felt like... about mine. Oh, I still you, posted you didn't think it. it looked like you either? You know what? I'm going to do it and I'll show you guys. <laughs> you should. I, um, oh, while you do that, can I tell you about the app called Bark? Bark. Yeah. So I have, I need to get Aaron still hooked up, but I have Jace's iPad hooked up to it. So it oh, monitors nice. everything he's doing. Yes. But every single day I'm getting alerts. Like you have a new alert from Jace. Um, And every day it's his friend saying like, and him, but they're not bullying anybody. It's just like, um, why are you so hateful? And it's because they're sending like silly gifs, gifs, whatever, to like Mm -hmm. make each other annoyed. And then it's like bullying. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Has a strong filter on it. It does. So anyway, Amanda, did you do it? Yeah, but let me do one smiling because this was this is a much better one because I'm sure they're not all the same. Hold on. Let me. Oh, I'm sure they're not. Okay, so while she's doing that, I have a lot of thoughts on this AI. Oh, yes. Tell us. I think we are going to eventually look back on it as people thought about the Internet Mm. um, just as a whole. Like, I think. The internet was a very controversial yeah. thing. And and to be honest, it still probably is a controversial thing, right? There's a lot of bad on the internet. But yeah. in my opinion, I think the, the good outweigh the bad for the majority of the people. I think there are some people that probably just don't need the internet ever. Um, right. yeah. But I think that the good outweighs the bad. And I think the same thing is going to be true for AI. But I think that... AI is going to be replacing a lot of jobs. Hmm. A lot. Like, I, like what kind of job? I'm super naive to this kind of stuff. So what kind of jobs do you think it will replace? Well, for starters, I think hmm, in the long run, um, I think it will replace most jobs. Um, but to start, I mean, obviously, I think it's going, I don't want to say obviously, because some people may not know this, but I think the first thing that it's already hitting is people who are in the social media industry, copywriters, um, things like that, because we now have these AI generated, well, these AI generating websites that 
can create posts for you, captions for you, descriptions for you, blog posts for you. So I yeah. think copywriters are the first ones initially that are really being hit by this because I've seen this all over TikTok, which by the way, I went to go use one of these extremely popular websites yesterday and the website was down because they said too many people have signed up for this website. And so I'm on a wait list. Hey, guess what? So am I for the same one, probably. So I but had, guess what? I, I'm I, not. What? I, oh, really? Ah. I had to, I, I batch my, my content and I have to do all of my writing for the content all at one time, because that's just easiest for my brain instead of writing one a day. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I had to sit down for like an hour and a half last night and write out all these captions. And I'm just like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." (laughs) like all mad about it. (laughs) I just wanted to get all cranky (laughs) because I am not a writer. I am not a writer. I am not great at it. And if something could write for me, that would be lovely. But okay, so Amanda, you yes. have this website. You are a part of the... I am. Yes. And so okay. tell me everything. So a couple points here. I think it's really... be it, This is why staying on top of trends, being a part of communities that are constantly I know. sharing <laughs> content with people because I was able to get ahead of the trend, become a part I know, of it. I did it late. So I, could, I did it late. You did, but not by like, not by like months, like by like mm-hmm. a week, right? So yeah. I have utilized this every single day since the beginning of January. Really? Yes. Okay. So um, my question, because I know nothing yes. about this website, because as soon as I questions. went on the website, they were like, oh, pause, Too bad. wait list, like mm-hmm. you can't go on. So it is completely free, this website. As of right Are now. Are there ads? Right. I know. Right. I know Not. as soon as the wait list is over, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a monthly fee for this or something, but So are there ads? How are, like, who is getting paid to do this? There are zero ads. And I honestly, it's kind of very similar to Clubhouse to me. Like, I really don't understand how they have, like, how they make money. Because there's no ads on Clubhouse either. Incidentally, that's where I found out about AI, right? So when I'm on this site, it's it's very basic. I cannot, like, tell you how basic this site is. And you just, there's a learning curve because you have to know how to ask the question so you can get the text result that you want. And even if you say... Write me a five-page letter on Abraham Lincoln. It'll spit it out, but you could also define it as close as like a 10th grader wrote it. Mm. And the thing is, you still have to be wise enough and know enough to be able to know what to ask it to do. So it's not like someone can just escape life and get through life with using AI for eternity. Because if you don't know the basics, you can't even get to the point where you can ask the question that's required to give you the content. Not only that, you still have to reread it and put it into your your perspective, your voice. So this brings up another thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brandon and I, my husband and I, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't thought of it in a while. Is this going to, when I was in school, when I was in college, plagiarism is a very yeah. whew, real thing, piece, yeah. right? Yeah. And our papers electronically would mm-hmm. be scanned through. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what kind of database this was, sure. but it would tell you each report that you had, how what percentage plagiarized it was. Mm-hmm. And if it was over a certain percent, you would get a zero and then you would be sent in for, anyways, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. With AI generated stuff, I wonder what, like where this information is being pulled from, how it's being mm-hmm. formulated, not necessarily that it will be plagiarized, but will there be multiple people having similar reports because of these mm-hmm. AI generated software? Are they going to be plagiarized off of each other? Well, and the thing is, there are apps to actually put in papers to see if it, what percent of a chance it was AI generated. The problem mm-hmm. is based off yeah. what? Plagiarism can be very clearly proven by pulling your content and comparing it to sites that already exist. So how this particular site that I'm referring to works, it is data that's pushed into it, not data that's pulled from the internet. So it is not, there's not, it's based on facts essentially, as opposed to how things are written, right? And then, and then those facts are written based on the actual, like, English language and stuff. So it's not going to flag as plagiarism at this point whatsoever, in my opinion. And any app, I would argue with a teacher, you're going to rely on an app. There's no way you can prove that a student did or did not write something based on a app's 
you know, percentage. That's ignorant to me where plagiarism, again, can be proven. So uh, there's a waiting list. It's going to end up costing money. It's how you ask the question that's going to generate what the actual outcome of the sentence is or the paragraph or the paper. So I think the likelihood of it being identical, very, very rare. Hmm. And how I describe it to people is it's a tool to get you past writer's block. Right. I dig that. Right. Because I struggle also with the written word. I can talk like crazy, but to actually Mm -hmm. write something. So if I can actually type in something to get me moving in the right direction, what a gift it just handed me. Because now the ball is rolling. Now I just have to edit, put it into a magic version. But I didn't have to start with that first sentence that literally doesn't start sometimes. Yeah. That's it. Seriously, that's the hardest part. When I... I tend to write like many blog posts when I mm-hmm. write my my Instagram captions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is very difficult sometimes to really get once I get that ball rolling, yes. I can keep going. Yes. And that's why I tend to batch my content because mm-hmm. at least for writing captions, because it's yeah. I'm in that mode already. And so I can just go. Absolutely. And I showed Bridget how to utilize this a little bit when we were together the other day. And Danielle, like if you put in like rate 10 hashtags for real estate, it'll give you the 10 hashtags that are great for social media. I mean, the power power is endless with what you can ask it. And it's just a super great tool. And I think like no one's ever had a problem that copywriters exist. Why is it any different that I hired somebody to write on my Oh, yeah. I have no problem with it. Compared to utilizing a a tool. And I don't know that it's going to put copywriters out of business because what people still don't want to do, they're still going to hire out. So a copywriter could actually just become more efficient using an AI Hmm. to spit out the content in their client's voice and edit it. And once they are paying Mm -hmm. for, like right now, these websites are free, but once you have to start paying for it, um, they may Mm-hmm. have a surge in business again, because if I'm going to pay for it, I guess I would rather put it in the pocket of somebody of an actual person. And how I'm going to like, I could talk for hours on this. And I know like Bridget's probably bored out of her mind. So how I'll wrap up my thoughts on my no, personal thoughts <laughs> is like in real estate. And I know we reference real estate a lot in this podcast, yeah. but it's what we know. So sorry, everyone. But in real estate, there is client like management systems, CRMs, right? Mm-hmm. These are wonderful tools for realtors to use. You put in client information. It helps them be automated as far as emails go. So there's constantly touch points for us. So everyone's excited about this new and shiny system that's going to help them keep their business. And by month two or three, if even that, they're done using it and they never touch it again. And I think that's going to be the same thing with AI. There's going to be the people who will continue to use it as a wonderful tool, but the new and shininess of it and it still requires a lot of work and a lot of endurance and people will just drop off from using it. So I know it's a big deal, but it's not going to be as big as I think what some people think. I see. I don't know. I think I think it's going to take off not as quickly as the Internet. I think it's going to be a slow, steady increase. And then I think that next generation is going to take it and run with it. I think it's going to be huge. So Brandon and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. And at that point, we had looked up jobs that will be replaced by AI. Mm -hmm. And so I just pulled up the website really quick so we could talk about it. And I thought it was really interesting. The number one thing is customer service executives. So like higher up customer service people. I think that that's kind of interesting. Think about phone calls just in general right now. Almost every single time you make a call to a 1-800 number at all, you can't get a real person on the phone because they have these AI generated. So yeah. that's already been a that's thing already for a in while. Place, for sure. And I think it's only going to escalate from there. Um, bookkeeping and data entry. Um, fun fact, I used to do this type of job for a, um, a car dealership. Yeah, I, I guarantee that that type of job will go away mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. because there's going to be no human error involved. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. how insane would that be? Absolutely. Receptionist, oh, let me stop so again, you there the phone for a second. Thing. What? Let me stop you there for a second. Okay. I have no doubt that you're right about the um, bookkeeping one. Mm-hmm. However, um, the boys and I and Chris watched Hidden Figures this weekend. Have you seen this movie? I have not. Mm-hmm. It is about um, the women who were behind... Um, 
um, John Glenn landing on the moon. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. I know what movie you're talking about. It was, um, you know, a group of African-American women, mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. Um, who were behind it. And they were trying to replace them with a computer, even back then. Mm-hmm. And they found that this one woman in particular, Catherine, um, was better than having a computer. So I do think that there's something to be said for like the human brain, especially someone who's a genius like this woman. For sure. mm-hmm. um, so that was my two cents. I totally uh, great get addition. that. Great totally addition. Great addition. That. That's about all I have to, to add. It was beautiful um, addition. I love thank it. You. Ooh, this one's interesting. And this one kind of hits home for me as well, because I did this for a very long time. Pharmaceutical work. So I worked in a pharmacy for, I think like seven years total. And one of the last pharmacies that I worked at, um, they had this wall, this giant wall full of medication. And when the script came in, we would punch it in. We still manually punched it into the system. And then the the medication would automatically dispense into the correct jar. You didn't have to go like, again, human error completely taken out of the equation mm-hmm. because this entire wall of medication was was at your disposal through the computer system. I could totally see this being a thing. Mm-hmm. I could totally, like, as a pharmacy tech, it is, the the rate of human error is low just because of, like, the, the systems that you have sure. in place. But to have it be completely automated... And I guess I don't mean to jump in from your list, but I want to just jump in and go like, it does not bother me if some jobs become obsolete. It's the way of the world. I have, I do not shed a tear over it. People have to pivot all the time. And I tell Owen, because he's not sure. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to be. Like, what do I do? I go, Owen, it's very possible. The job that you will do doesn't exist yet. That's probably why you don't know what you want to do yet. That's totally fair. And I will say this too, I am 100% not against AI. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for people um, who will have to pivot, who maybe have not ever had to pivot. And I think that this is going to take a long time to roll out. And and there's going to be some companies that, okay, my store, for example. Yes, there's ah, Amazon. Perfect. There's Amazon all day long. Perfect. But mm-hmm. The customers who come into my store, it's not that they're not capable of using Amazon, Mm -hmm. capable of doing this or getting what they want off of Amazon. They want that human touch and that experience that we provide and they continue to bless our doors. And so I think that no matter what, like there will always be the human element that people crave. And I think we we found that out, especially from coming out of the pandemic. Like we all loved it in the beginning, but then it was like, oh man, I really miss hugging Bridget and Danielle. And like, it's ridiculous. We have not seen Jet yet. And it's not that that, it's not really that the pandemic has caused that anymore. Shut up, Bridget. (laughs) It's life. (laughs) It's life. But also, I don't want to RSV like season. You know, there's reasons to, you know, and I feel like we see them anyway because of the Internet. So even though the Internet put a lot of people out of the jobs, it also has allowed a lot of opportunities such as seeing you guys when I can't physically be in front of you. And I think um, our generation is the last generation that knew life before the internet took over. And I think, at least for me, a lot of that is like, I'm craving human connection because I knew what it was like beforehand. Mm -hmm. And so it's Mm -hmm. almost like nostalgic, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to spend my entire life behind a computer where I'm not sure that like the newer generations will ever feel like that because this is all they've ever known. So yeah, and they can get whatever they're looking for, um, attention, validation, information, Mm -hmm. products. Mm -hmm. They can get it all from the internet, and they've never known a mall. Could you imagine? I mean, I know malls still exist, but malls do not exist in the way. We no, experience them all. Boy, did we enjoy it and experience oh, it differently. I oh love my a gosh. good mall. I yes. love a good mall still to yes. this day. And Me I too. think they're desert towns now, but boy, yes. I love a good mall. Absolutely. But you know what's really interesting is our generation and previous generations that if the internet went down for whatever reason, yeah, we would be crabby about it, but we would life would go on. This mm-hmm. newer generation 
There would be. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. It would be a lot of hardness. And so for me, I think that's a bigger problem that I foresee. Like, what if the skills that went away because of the very tool that we had and the tool goes away, then we're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, we got to work sure. that muscle a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm a really big advocate for making sure that people can still engage and interact with other human beings. I'll I'll mention two more jobs yes. that were on this list because I think that they're interesting. Um, courier services. So we've already started to see this rollout from Amazon in big cities mm-hmm. where they're using mm-hmm. like drones to deliver packages and stuff. That will probably yep. do nothing but expand. Sure. And then the last thing was doctors, specifically surgeons, which this no. is already happening. No. No. I I can see this one thousand percent. Okay. I can oh. see it, but it scares. So out of me, Bridget, you're terrified to have a surgery based off of a robot doing it. Is that or just a doctor? I think I am. I think we've also learned in all of this that technology is not perfect. No, at all. And humans Mm -hmm. aren't perfect either. There's there's a margin of error on Mm -hmm. both sides. But let's face it. I feel like nine times out of ten, when you go into surgery with a, a surgeon. Nine times out of 10, you're going to come out of that surgery. I mean, maybe eight times out of 10. I don't know. Um. <laughs> probably nine times out of 10. I mean, it's it's probably like 9.5 times out of 10 for, you know. Yeah. Just FYI for all those, we are pulling these statistics out of our Oh, yeah, yeah. We are. No. Yes. yes. <laughs> we have I, I have no idea what, what, the, what the stats are. It just feels right. Remember Alice? Let's have Alice look it up. Alice yeah, Alice. Alice. <laughs> um, and I just feel like if the, if surgeon surgeons excuse me are replaced by robots that's one thing but a surgeon will still have to be there to make sure what if the power goes out what if the battery dies what if what if what if like i don't think that we can say like hospitals are going to be staffed solely by robots and i know that's not what that's saying no Mm -hmm. but um there is still going to be a need for skilled people even if robots are taking over Mm-hmm. The majority of the task. I just think it will be so instead of having, but I don't even know again, stats, right? I have no idea what any of these are, but instead of having like 37 surgeons for one hospital, maybe they only need five because sure. now they're not being overworked. They're not being, you know, mm-hmm. um, underpaid. They're not being mm-hmm. uh, over, you know, understaffed. They're just, it's just one person making sure that the machinery is functioning the way that it should be functioning. Mm-hmm. If there are any complications during surgery that they're there to step in mm-hmm. and they can just kind of yeah. like sit back and hang out and then do another one, you know, and the surgery in it, in itself might be more efficient as well, because I gar- I have no idea again, stats, but I guarantee that human error, the rate for human error is much higher than the rate of yeah. a malfunction mm-hmm. because of technology. And I, I just feel- think that you said, I guarantee stats. I don't know anything, but I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. I know nothing. But- <laughs> and I think about, think of all the surgeries that existed. I'm going to guess that half. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. When you're in surgery, sometimes they don't know exactly what they're going to discover either. Mm-hmm. And so if you program a surgery through a robot or whatever, well, it's great. I do think that there is that level of the unexpected that a physician, surgeon, whatever the case may be, has to be present to then tell it what else to do because things won't be discovered. And so it's it's interesting. I feel like it's kind of moving in a direction because think of like nursing, nursing, like nurses are dropping out of the workforce like crazy. So if some of this automation helps fill that hole and it doesn't leave Mm -hmm. us human beings who need care from nurses hanging that's not a bad thing i can see this going into a something's going to have to be done for education oh because teachers are dropping like flies as well so i i think it's exciting to me but i hope like i think everything has to be done responsibly um and speaking of irresponsible let's just look at my portraits here (laughs) oh yeah let's go to the fun okay so here's and we'll post these if Danielle yes. lets us on our social media. Oh, do it. Post, Here. post. Oops. Oh, hold on. Where'd it go? Hold on. It went It went baby. What? Oh, it's trying to send it to you guys. <laughs> so here's that one. 
Who is that? You? That looks that's supposed, supposed to be, to be me. you. That looks absolutely nothing thank like you. Thank you. No. She's fine. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. But, but thank you. That's I go, not you. Is, is that what people think of me? No. Yeah. So thank you for saying that. If you would have and, sent me that picture and not told me a single thing about it, I there is there is zero recognition okay. there. And then this one, I really dig her. <laughs> And I don't know why. Okay, I'm I want to like, do this. Oh, like, I'll do this, whatever she's doing. She's an what astronaut. She, yeah, what is she doing? She's I don't know. Or a race car driver. She looks nothing she, like you. No. Thank you. Nothing like you. But I'm like, oh, oh she I'm going to do these. Okay, we should each post our, our own pictures. So, like, okay. I think I I'll create a post proves. today. AI can be great, but it's not 100%. And it isn't going to always satisfy a person, right? Can I just show you? Yeah. If you just tell me she looks like me, we're not going to be friends anymore. I like how you set us up with our response for to say. So this is the thing. It looks nothing Mm -hmm. like you except for the glasses are fun. Yes. I can, because of the glasses, if you were to take the glasses off, yeah, I'd be that's like, unrecognizable. So I think do do a new one without glasses. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, glasses oh, on yeah. the picture. Is, yes. So do a new one without and glasses. I got to show you guys. Our people are like, this is so stupid. Yeah, I know. We're going to post, that. I'm going to, I'm going to post a, a general like, hey, show <laughs> us your AI pictures. We want to see them. And we'll each post our individual ones in there. Hey, we told everybody this season was going to be different. And here we oh, are. Yeah. I have to Just show you talking. my face age one because this was truly like your what? My face age one. Watch this. Okay. <gasps> 58. Come on. Get out of town. <laughs> hey, so I was like, that video is hilarious. Because I'm, I'm in my pajamas, and we just had a discussion about how I hate pajamas, but I am at home. But when it said 58, you guys, I was so mad. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the AI. Yeah, thing. I won't do it right now, but I will me. do it. She's pretty though. She I is actually super think I, can, I do kind of think I, she looks like you. I think so too. Specifically, right here, it's yes. the eyebrows and the eyes for me. Nothing else. Yeah. That, yes, is, that, that I see. Me. That I see. Mm-hmm. But do, this? do your lips no, close. I did see that people are going, if you do this, it gives you a better, like, representation. Oh, my gosh. That that was beautiful, Bridget. Oh, wait. Like, wait, the wait, hair wait. was luscious and gorgeous. I can't wait to see Danielle's. So dumb. See, it's, it's the same girl. She's just in Hawaii now. Okay. So if you were in a book, if you were made as a painting, like as a character in a book, that is how I could see. If you were a Disney character. Ooh, girl. Right? Okay. She's beautiful. Danielle, they're oh. like you. Go closer. Let me see. Go closer. Danielle, that's you. I Screenshot that right now. Screenshot it immediately. Immediately. You look stunning. No. I'm so offended. <laughs> oh, my. You're offended? You are not. Show us that again. Screenshot <laughs> it right now. I want proof that you screenshotted <laughs> it. I'm dying right now. Okay. Is it because of the flowers? Yeah, what's I, do, I do not like the flowers. I mean, I not it's not like going to give you a goth look. <laughs> Oh God! Your faces are is great. Life. My entire team. life is a lie. <sighs> <sighs> I mean, my characters were fun. I just didn't feel like it. Look <laughs> at me. But yours were beautiful. It does not look like me. That's not me, guys. I refuse. What is wrong with it? I don't know. She's fine. It's just not me. It's you. That was you. Don't be offended. It's gorgeous. And if you don't send us that one for the social medias. I will I will post it. I'm going to do another one, though, where I'm actually smiling or something looking like myself. Well, I don't want this one. <laughs> but I will post it. Okay. You guys, it's been um, it's been quite the episode. What? Hey, this is this. We just came into this as having fun this season. And That's boy, right. have we had some fun. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Guess what you can't manufacture? Fun. Fun. <laughs> true. It's true. You can't manufacture fun. 
know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. This, I bet this post is going to be fantastic on our social media. Danielle's livid. I am unhappy. I am shocked by the fact that you're so upset. Is it because of the flowers? I mean, no. Like, it's just not me. That's just, I mean, she's fine. It's just not me. I swear, Danielle. Like, show it to Brandon. I need to know what Brandon says. Oh, yeah. Call him. Get him in here. Yes. Can you bring him in? Or is he no, with the babies he is, right now? He is working. He is currently working. He is on the phone. Oh, dang it. Could he put those people on home? <laughs> this is this is real life necessary like conversation right now. I Although will, if he I was tell you what, I will get his video response. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. perfect. That's totally acceptable. And you can use it as a TikTok. Oh, yeah, I do need to start doing that. A little yeah, bit you more. do. Yeah. Hey, guess I, what? It's day 17, and I'm still everyday posting since the first. You were killing it. And social media as well. Guys, can I I'm say sorry. This? Did you say you wanted to do one? You want 365? I want to do one full year. Yeah, that's a lot. Man, that is a lot. And I'm on social media all day, every day. And that is a lot. I'm, I'm feeling I, good about I it. I love it, though. Because I think it's such a good habit to make because mm-hmm. I think the people who like make it on TikTok and I'm not saying that that's what you want to do or anything, but the people oh, it who is. Like, really make it are <laughs> posting, are posting like three, four times a day. A day. A yes. day. So one would argue it's not even enough that I'm doing it. No, daily. <laughs> it's not probably. But it only takes this, one though? video. It only it takes one video. It does. And that's, I had my one video and then I did nothing because it stressed me out and I didn't know what to do. But guys, my one video of Jet that went viral uh-huh. has 931,000 <gasps> views so, on it. if you don't put that on Just our- Just shy of a million. Okay, girl, you better put that link on our pages and our in our stories so people can keep bumping it up. Okay. Yeah, I showed it to Chris the other day and he watched it at least five times. It's so, it so sweet. sweet. I think- <laughs> And I think there's something to be said and to digest about the success of that because there was something so wholesome about it Mm -hmm. that people, I think, just went, that is, I'm missing that. I have a couple hundred um, comments on it Mm -hmm. and only one was negative out of all of them. What did they say? (laughs) They said something like, I'll never understand why. And, you know, this is just taken out of context. I don't know. You know text you can never tell like somebody's emotion mm-hmm. they said i'll never understand why people will allow kids to make a mess instead of just feeding them for them like, <laughs> called development so, totally fine okay all right <laughs> all right that person needs a life yeah but other than that that was it that was it <laughs> which that Great. reminded me i need to respond to a comment that i got on my most successful reel which was 19 point 4k which is nothing like yours but for me that's not bad that's huge and one person commented on it just a basic white girl talking about s-h-i-t that no one cares about (laughs) and so now the joke right yes that's joke the joke in my house is Mark bring it on like well you are white mom and you were talking about nothing that I care about so they weren't (laughs) wrong so I'm gonna respond to that comment and be like well I am white and I guess I was talking about something that no one cared about so and just kind of do it as that because he wasn't wrong (laughs) that's so ridiculous god I have I have never posted or commented anything negative on anybody's page ever ever. and I just if I don't like it that's fine I just scroll like it's not I just don't have that kind of vindictive like I need to make this person feel hurt like Mm -hmm. I I will say this will be my last comment or statement before we we wrap up whenever you guys are ready um there's one person on TikTok and I don't even know her name but she goes around and I hate this correcting how moms carry their babies oh stop it I'm not even joking and she walks up to them and they're like you know if you held your baby like this it's much better for their spine and their hips And my thing is, okay, she might actually be right. I'm not saying she isn't. I'm not saying she's not being caring. But what I'm saying is when all of us had a baby on our hip, 
Were we actually like trying to do a gazillion other million things with, no, it is not ideal that I can constantly hold my child exactly how a child has to be held Mm -hmm. because I'm letting a dog outside. I'm doing dishes. I'm making lunch. Like you ought to be out of your mind if you think I'm going to be able to hold my kid properly when I'm doing all of that. Get out of here. came up and corrected me. Now, if they were, I don't know. I just, I would be like offended, honestly. I- I probably would be speechless. And so I have, that is about as close to commenting negatively on a mm-hmm. account or a video that I've gotten just because it's her whole like premise of her channel. And I just think mm-hmm. it's so wrong to do to moms. Um, I, I don't know. It bothers me. But that's that's about as close as I've ever gotten. <laughs> Man, this episode. Woo. Oh, yeah. We went all over the place. We talked about yeah. babies. We talked about AI. We got 100 episodes in. Hey. It was wild. It was wild. It was wild. Hey, we Thank hit on mom. Her. We hit on women. And we hit on business. It sounds That's like right. the perfect episode to me. That's right. That is right. No, you're not wrong. Damn. Look um, at us. I have to sign off because Ariel is losing her ever-loving mind. She's a perfect angel. She is. <laughs> well, that's good. Because Ariel, we do need to wrap up. We've been on here for an hour now. Yeah. Um, so thank you everyone for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed our nonsense. We will be posting and please share your AI portraits as well because I think that'll be fun. Let's laugh together and let's help Danielle work through her photo. <laughs> yeah, what in the world? I know, what in the world as well. It's beautiful it's and nice. you'll agree with us when you guys see it. I promise and so does Bridget. <laughs> Don't forget yes. to follow us on anywhere you can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. All the places. All right, everyone, have a great week and we'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.